This is The Guardian. Today, should the story about the BBC presenter ever have been published? Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. After days of sordid speculation and gossip, set off by a front page story published by The Sun, on Wednesday evening, there was finally some clarity. Hugh Edwards, one of the country's most famous news anchors, was named as the mysterious BBC presenter at the heart of some very serious allegations. Hugh Edwards is one of the few figures on British television that everyone would know on the street. Now, the first images have been published of the wreckage of the Titan, that's the submersible that imploded. Whether it was your gran or whether it was one of the young people who increasingly don't even watch any BBC content. The United Kingdom is the first European state to record more than 100,000 deaths linked to the pandemic. He's been main presenter of the BBC's main evening news bulletin for 20 years. He is a lifetime BBC employee. He fronts their royal coverage. A few moments ago, Buckingham Palace announced the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. The palace has just issued uh, this statement. It says the Queen died peacefully at Balmoral this afternoon. He is the main face of BBC News, if there is one. As we record, Hugh Edwards is being treated in hospital, receiving mental health care. Despite the media frenzy, the police have made clear that there is no criminal case to answer. But the BBC is continuing an investigation into Edward's conduct, seemingly both on air and off it. Meanwhile, the Sun newspaper, which broke the original story, faces major questions. How did its journalists justify running such a massive story with so little apparent evidence? It's been a week of muckraking, legal jeopardy, of two massive media companies desperately trying to get their story straight, while a presenter is left with his career and life devastated. From The Guardian, I'm Noshin Iqbal. Today in Focus, The Sun, The BBC and Hugh Edwards. The story of a scandal. Watson, you're The Guardian's media editor. So let's start with where people first heard about this story, which was last Saturday when The Sun published its front page splash about an unnamed BBC presenter. What exactly did it report? The Sun's report, uh, and they often do anonymous stories at The Sun, was a sort of silhouette with a big question mark going, an unnamed BBC presenter has been accused of buying sordid images 
from a, quote, young person. And the son alleged that the payments totaled £35,000 starting when the individual was 17. And it also quoted concerned parents that they had been spending the money on supposedly a crack cocaine habit. Now, what was odd about this story was it was both extraordinary in its allegation, because in the UK, exchanging images or possessing images of an under 18 is a serious criminal offence. It counts as child sexual abuse imagery. And the Sun didn't really go into that in a lot of detail. But when every other outlet followed up the story, it was pretty clear that was the thing that A, made the BBC suspend the presenter, B, led to the police getting involved, and C, uh, led to a lot of the following coverage. Because what you had was an allegation, essentially, that could lead to one of the BBC's best-known presenters going to prison. Uh, Of course, we didn't know who it was, and the anonymity caused a lot of the trouble that is now being unpicked. So, no one is named, and there are no comments on the record from either the alleged victim or the presenter at the heart of the story. And yet The Sun is able to break, quote, break a story with really serious allegations and create this public frenzy. Can you explain why it's so unusual to run a front page story like that with such little detail? Because normally you've got the facts in line and you want to get as many facts out as possible because that's what journalists do. Um, To have such severe allegations with so little underlying evidence to back it up in the original story was extraordinary. It was a it was a really short story. It was only a few hundred words. There was uh, they put it on the front page, but there wasn't much inside. Normally, five pages of coverage. You know, read all about it, all the sordid details. There was very very little to go on, and because all of it was based on an anonymous interview that the Sun had done, and they essentially controlled access to the parents of this young person in question. But the rest of the media had no way of confirming any of the details. And the BBC also had no way of confirming many of the details until it contacted the individuals involved. And essentially, everyone was relying on this one short, brief, slightly vague Sun report, which appeared to allege severe potential crimes had taken place. Does it suggest that the Sun themselves were perhaps on shaky ground and weren't entirely sure of their story given that they're not shy of exposing public figures and naming them as and when they have very serious allegations. There's two factors at play. There's defamation risk. Did they get the facts right and were they confident of the facts in the first place uh, because they'd want to avoid a libel case? Uh, They were pretty clear from the start that they knew it was Hugh Edwards involved, but they did not want to put his name or picture on the front at first, which led to a guessing game. Uh, And the second issue is privacy, which is increasingly strong in terms of law in the UK uh, and gives a lot of protections to people under investigation. The reality of why they didn't initially name him is known only to the Sun and its lawyers. But you could maybe infer that they weren't as overwhelmingly confident in the story and their right to publish it as they would be in many other circumstances. The Sun newspaper is reporting that a BBC presenter has been accused of paying a teenager for sexually explicit photographs. The paper says the unnamed male presenter paid tens of thousands of pounds in total, beginning when the youngster was 17. These are allegations of serious misconduct by a presenter the newspaper says is known to millions. Well, Jim, by Sunday, this story was front-page news nearly everywhere and leading all the news bulletins. And yet at this point, we still didn't have a name or even know exactly what had happened. How did the BBC respond? 
The BBC suspended the presenter on Sunday and they were couching everything in terms of this is an anonymous presenter and they have a right to due process and a fair investigation. Interestingly, the government, after talks with the BBC, also said we have faith in the Director General and we're not going to get involved in this. And we were still in a really messy place because now a key fact had been stood up. A prominent BBC presenter who no one was willing to name had been suspended. You also had the colleagues of the BBC presenter coming out and saying, it's not me. It was a distressing weekend. I can't deny it for me and others uh, falsely named. Today, I'm having further conversations. So a combination of WhatsApp rumours, social media speculation and a process of elimination meant that increasingly large chunks of the UK knew it was Hugh Edwards, but weren't able to see that in mainstream reporting for various reasons. Well, there's a national guessing game going on at the moment. Uh, who is this? Top BBC star in Sex Picks Pro. Massive story on the front of the sun. And when you all find out who it is, uh, you will be astonished. Trust me. Uh, and then the sun kept drip feeding out more interviews with the parents, insisting this is all about the BBC failing to do due process. The BBC wasn't doing enough. But everyone else was focused on this allegation that illegal activity might have taken place and the referral to the Metropolitan Police. And this is sort of where we start to diverge because there's possibly two stories here. There's possibly one story about a presenter who lived a secret life and did certain activities which, in the uh, words of another presenter, were unwise but not illegal. And then the allegation that the son appears to have made, which is of illegal behaviour with a 17-year-old. And that is really the crux here. There might be two entirely separate stories, one more valid than the other. One of the biggest drivers for this becoming a national story, and, it, and it's actually fair to say that throughout much of the first day, people didn't really pick up on the Sun story that much. It kind of it, it kind of sat around. And it was only on the Sunday that it, it got a lot of oomph behind it. And that was partly because the BBC, our national broadcaster, gave it blanket coverage. The headlines this morning. It's been alleged that the BBC presenter who's accused of paying a teenager for explicit photos made two calls to the individual after the claims... Welcome became... to BBC News. We start with breaking news on the allegations about a BBC presenter. You had the News at 10 team who report, and in many cases have worked closely with Hugh Edwards for decades, reporting on one of its own, knowing that Hugh was the person involved, going to town on it. The presenter has been suspended but has not been identified by either the BBC, the Sun newspaper or anyone else. And it's not necessarily clear whether they got the balance right, but it's certainly the case that the BBC's coverage helped propel this into a national story. Well, Jim, there is this level of paranoia at the BBC about underreporting stories about the BBC. And, you know, I'm sure there are questions to be answered about how the institution handled the initial complaints that the parents of this young person said that they'd made. But there is this level of self-flagellation and its reporters going really hard on ensuring transparency. Can you explain why that is? Well, there's a, there's a long-running joke that it's called BBC News because that's the service that it provides. A lot of this is a hangover from the Jimmy Savile disaster, where BBC journalists, soon after his death, wanted to expose him as a notorious paedophile 
And the BBC killed the story saying they didn't really think it, it, there was enough evidence. And that led to one of the all-time great BBC crises and the resignation of a director general. And there's always one eye on the next parliamentary investigation, the next probe. Do you want to look like you did everything possible to investigate one of your own rather than give them special treatment. And the risk there is that you overcorrect, that in your keenness to show that you treat this like any other story, you don't treat it like any other story, you go to town on it. Well, by Monday evening, there was another twist to this story when the lawyer of the alleged victim at the centre of it released a statement. First, though, the BBC scandal saw more twists and turns overnight, didn't it, with the alleged... Jim, what did that say? Well... I haven't actually seen the statement. The statement has only ever gone to the BBC News and the law firm involved has refused to take any further calls from it, just to add to the weirdness of this all. And they're not even a law firm that really specialises in media law. They're one that seems to do property deals and is based in Mayfair. It gets murkier and murkier. What's going on? What do we know? Now, their statement released to the BBC suggested that the claims were all rubbish suggested that their mother had spoken out of line, that there was no illegal behaviour here, and that they, crucially, had told the son prior to publication last week that the story was not true. And the son, at no point in its coverage, had said, the 20-year-old at the centre of these allegations says, no illegal behaviour took place here and our story is rubbish. Because when we're following up these things, if there is that denial, well, that affects a lot about how you cover a story. And if it is true that the son was told early on that the story was not true by one of the principal individuals and left that out, that is the sort of thing a judge might not take too kindly to if they're looking at this case. Jim, by the middle of this week, the story had become a national obsession. But there was a divide about what was going on in traditional media and what was happening on social media. Can you tell me a bit more about that? In some ways, I think this was a sort of WhatsApp gossip mill where everyone was texting their mates on the group chat asking, do you know who it is? Do you know who it is? And so it sort of spread beneath the surface, the naming of Hugh, even when no one wanted to, to say it on bulletins or put it in their newspapers. And you also had other BBC presenters fueling the fire. I just think this thing has got to stop. Uh, I think I've probably said enough, to be honest, but I never, ever want to go through this again. With uh, Jeremy Vine in particular dominating headlines for a day by saying he thought the person should come out and identify themselves. Do you think the person should be named? Uh, They've got to make that decision, but I do think they need to think about it carefully, yeah. I mean, to add to the preposterous thing of all of this, in the middle of all this, we got the BBC's annual report, which was just entirely coincidentally released, which happened to show that the biggest pay rise of the top stars went to Hugh Edwards. So you had news outlets running stories with headlines like Hugh Edwards gets big pay rise without being able to say, oh, by the way, he's the person in every other story on our site. It it, it was starting to get untenable. Jim, it's also fair to say that The Sun and its proprietor, Rupert Murdoch, aren't great fans of the BBC, are they? No, no. Rupert Murdoch has viewed it as a a den of iniquity that's uh, bringing down the nation. And um, I believe he was in the UK very recently and in the newsroom. I've got no uh, suggestion that he was aware or involved in this story. But he's he's always one who's enjoyed a good chance to take down the BBC. And yeah, The Sun has specialised in bashing the BBC and the BBC is particularly weakened at this moment. 
Well, it has faced quite a lot of hostility from Conservative MPs, hasn't it? I mean, this story has given ripe opportunity for the usual BBC bashers to have their say. Tory Deputy Chairman this week called the BBC a safe haven for perverts and said it was a reason to abolish the licence fee. Surely inappropriate language from somebody in his position. Well, it's not the language I would use, but everyone has their own language. What I would say is... Some Tory MPs were suggesting they might use parliamentary privilege to name Hugh Edwards before any news outlet had reported who the BBC presenter was. Even the Prime Minister was being asked his view. Um, uh, And with regard to the BBC, I think, as as you'll be uh, aware, I think the police have asked the BBC to suspend their inquiry whilst they do their assessment and I think it's right that we let that continue as I said I personally And then uh, the publication of that annual report you mentioned meant that the Director General Tim Davey was booked to face a day of questions from the media making it impossible for him to avoid being asked questions about the biggest BBC story of the day. How do you think he handled it? Well he didn't give a lot away but I think he got through it fairly well to be honest without actually saying anything. They set out a timeline of the events as the BBC saw it and he kept referring to due process and letting everyone have their say. If you've got an allegation coming into a corporate uh, investigations team and I think you need to balance the concerns of duty of care, privacy, all those things I've talked about, I don't think you take that complaint direct to a presenter. If you just work that through, if anything... In the background, the Met Police was... Uh, carrying out initial inquiries to see whether it needed to launch an investigation. And that was really where the focus was at that time. It was, is this going to become a criminal investigation? At which point, you know, all bets are off. This could be an enormous thing. Or is the Met going to go, hang on, no evidence of illegal behaviour here. So where was this going to go? At that point, it was very unclear what would happen next. Well, later on Tuesday afternoon, the BBC broke a second story about the same male presenter about Hugh Edwards, still without naming him. And the Sun followed that up with another of their own. What did those stories allege? They were of a different level of meaning. They were also suggesting messaging in a manner that people found uncomfortable. The BBC story suggested that Edwards had met someone on a dating app, that uh, the person had said, in you know, perhaps uh, maybe tweeted or posted somewhere oh my goodness, guess who I met, and suggested they might name Edwards, at which point he sent supposedly a barrage of abusive text messages. And The Sun also suggested that Edwards had met someone online during lockdown and travelled across uh, London to meet them, possibly in breach of lockdown guidelines. So different stories, not criminal stories in the same way, perhaps, not necessarily ones that were entirely without merit, but certainly of a lesser meaning. Jim, I can only anticipate this week has been quite weird for you. I mean, there's been all this fevered speculation, other BBC presenters feeling the need to come out and say it wasn't them. The whole thing has been quite grubby, quite confusing. The police said that whatever had happened wasn't criminal, wasn't a matter for them. But then on Wednesday evening, there comes this announcement from Hugh Edwards' wife. Tonight at 10, the news presenter Hugh Edwards has been identified as the man at the centre of allegations over payments for sexually explicit images. What did she say? She identified Hugh 
as the BBC presenter involved, she said that he had been suffering with depression, which he's talked about publicly for many years, and that he'd checked himself into a hospital with mental health issues. The statement went on to say that once well enough, he intends to respond to the stories that have been published. All this, as the Metropolitan Police, having reviewed the allegations, said there's no evidence of a criminal offence having been committed. She asked for protection for her family, and she asked for a understanding on the part of the public. And it was an incredibly well-crafted and well-planned statement, which was accompanied by confirmation from the Met that they would not investigate and that the BBC would instead treat this as an internal investigation in an HR matter. Coming up, the questions that now remain for the BBC and The Sun. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Today in Focus is supported by BetterHelp. Here's a question. If you had an extra hour in your day... What would you do with it? Watch TV? Read a book? Meet up with a friend? Maybe a little nap? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But for what? Perhaps to best answer that, you need to work out what's truly important to you, then make that a priority. Therapy can help you work out what's most important to you. It isn't just for those who've unfortunately experienced trauma in their lives. Therapy can be helpful for learning positive coping skills and for setting boundaries. It can empower you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash todayinfocus today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash todayinfocus. So with a police inquiry now wrapped up, extremely quickly, it's worth saying. Where did that leave the original justification for running not only the Sun's original story, but all the subsequent ones? The most extraordinary thing was when on Monday night, I started to hear that the Sun was really emphasising that they hadn't accused Hugh Edwards of a criminal offence, that their whole story on the front page, which said a 17-year-old uh, may have paid for uh, explicit images, was not meant to be interpreted as the criminal act of paying a 17-year-old for illicit images. Um, I mean, I, I can't quite understand How does that hold? It. 
the son is insistent and now publicly says, we didn't accuse anyone of criminal behaviour. It was other news outlets who read our reporting and concluded it was criminal behaviour. We just said that uh, an anonymous presenter uh, started paying for explicit images when the individual was 17. Um, But right now they are in a defensive mode and trying to insist that there is no case to answer here and that it was everyone else who made the allegation of criminality. They even say it wasn't the son going to the BBC that prompted the investigation. It was the parents returning to the BBC assisted by the son. To my mind, that sounds a bit like the early stages of bracing for a potential legal case. Jim, the BBC at this point have resolved that their own internal investigation is going to carry on, but that they are prioritising the duty of care they have to everyone involved. What exactly are they looking at at this point and what do you expect will happen next? What this appears to now be becoming is a story about uh, Edwards's habit of messaging young adults and that may be within the workplace as well. BBC now has to investigate and see whether there's a potential HR issue or other aspects of this that they need to pursue in the way they would complaints from any member of staff. And I think there's a sort of feeling in the BBC newsroom, which is now ironically the place pushing this story harder than anywhere. I mean, some of Hugh Edwards's colleagues are bylined on the latest stories. I, I, I struggle to see how he could ever return to that place of work. Some of the stories suggest the sorts of misconduct that would be investigated by an HR department. And it is possible that we end up with them concluding that he breached internal guidelines. But it's the difference between that and the criminal allegation which we now have to deal with. Jim, it's been a horrible, bruising week for the BBC. What's the mood like for people that you've been talking to who work there? And where does it leave the institution? I think people are quite shocked and shaken, but also most of the journalists have been largely treating this like any other story and getting their head down and trying to move on. It's been the biggest story in the country and that slightly odd journalistic mindset of, well, what's next? What's new? What do we not know? Has been the main thing. Sadness. And I think only in the last sort of 24 hours a sense that maybe the BBC overstepped the mark a bit in its coverage or didn't necessarily get the balance or scepticism of The Sun's original story uh, prominently enough in its coverage is something I'm starting to pick up. But I think people at the BBC are just so damaged in some ways by the last decade and a half of scandals and funding cuts that they might have been shocked, but quite quickly it became just, right, let's do this and let's make sure we don't cover anything up. And there was real pressure to not repeat past mistakes where the BBC was seen to under-investigate itself. It has had a, a torrid few years and there's no sign of things getting better anytime soon. And this definitely has not helped. Jim, finally, as a media editor, it's your job to cover stories about other media companies and media figures. But you also do spend a lot of time thinking about how all of this works and how journalism is done. How do you reflect on this week? I haven't enjoyed it. I found it quite messy. I found it um, some of the worst bits of our industry. Um, I can't see how that original story was published and the sort of battering ram of doing journalism in that way to take down certain people is unpalatable. There is a world in which there was a legitimate story waiting to be written here about workplace activity, but The Sun didn't write that 
They wrote a story which alleged criminal behaviour, which has turned out to be unsubstantiated with enormous consequences for the individuals involved. Jim, thank you so much. Thank you. That was Jim Waterson, The Guardian's media editor. In response to his reporting, a spokesperson from The Sun said, The Sun at no point in our original story alleged criminality and also took the decision neither to name Mr Edwards nor the young person involved in the allegations. From the outset, we have reported a story about two very concerned and frustrated parents who made a complaint to the BBC about the behaviour of a presenter. And that's it for today. I'm Nosheen Iqbal, and this episode was produced by Alex Atak. Sound design is by Solomon King, and the executive producer was Phil Maynard. We'll be back on Monday. This is The Guardian. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.